are live. Good to see everybody tonight. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. 90 minutes of fury. Let's start off with this. Of course, we have to talk about what's going on in the House of Representatives. Shout out to the 20 reps. You guys can put that on the screen. There we go. Just so everybody knows who the names are. Some of them I know in all full transparency. Some of them I don't, but most of them I do. Bishop, Biggs, Crane, Good, Luna, Ogles, Bobert, Cloud, Donalds, Gosar, Miller, Perry, Roy, Self, Breacham, Clyde, Gates, Harris, Norman, and Rosendale. Leave these up for me, Will. Now, what's going on here? Now, there's uh, the establishment Republicans are claiming obstruction and, and you know, they're, they're, they're causing this to be an embarrassment for the party and all of these different things. Now, my question is this, and I put the, actually put this out on Twitter. What's the difference? If you, if you were to vote for a bootlicking, butt-kissing, does whatever the Democrats want, Republican, what's the difference between voting for that guy or girl and a Democrat? I mean, honestly, if, you, if it's going to be a, a person with an R in front of their name, like a Susan Collins or a Ben Sass or a Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Mitch McConnell, and they vote. I mean, Mitch McConnell just hosted Joe Biden in Kentucky, just hosted him. What's the difference between having Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House? Both of them, but Kevin McCarthy became part of Congress 14 years ago. According to my producer, Aaron, there's like a pick out with him and Paul Ryan. Who's the other one? And Eric Cantor, who's been who's voted out a long time ago, he's been in Congress for 14 years. So that brings us back to make sure, make sure my math's right. So to, to what? 14 years ago, 12 to 2008. So in 2008, 2008, we were eight trillion dollars in debt. 2008, right when Barack Hussein Obama came in after Bush, after Bush brought us to eight. It was Bush who did the eight trillion, though. So Kevin McCarthy, under his leadership. Under Nancy Pelosi's leadership, under Mitch McConnell's leadership, under Chuck Schumer's leadership, they have, yeah, go ahead, throw, throw that on there. You know, just so you know, here they all come in. You, heard, you saw the video that I played during the pregame where you had uh, Paul Ryan talking about how great Kevin McCarthy is. They all came up with a plan in 2014, yeah, to subvert, sabotage Trump in 16. But if we're, if we're $8 trillion in debt in 2000. In eight, I mean, $8 trillion in debt in 2008. And now we're almost $32 trillion in debt. This was under the leadership of Barack Obama, Kevin McCarthy, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, one, one Republican and Democrat after another, because they are one and the same. You can't say that, Tom, because they do tend to vote again, you know, in opposite directions at times. Do they? And in all honesty, do they? If you look at if you look at Obamacare, just as an example, you had the Senate, a Republican-led Senate, and a Republican-led House during the first two years of the Trump administration. Why wasn't it overturned then? Why do we still have Obamacare right now? Why do we still have Obamacare when we've had all Republican houses and Senates? Why? It's because what happened with John McCain is exactly what happens every single day. What they do is they proffer a bill. When they know they don't have the votes to vote it out, they proffer a bill. When they know they don't have the votes to pass it, that's what they do. So they purposely put out votes. I mean, it was, it was countless times when it, when it was McCain that was in the Senate, they were putting out one bill after another to get rid of Obamacare, knowing they didn't have the votes to do it. And then when they did have the votes to do it, they voted against it. That's who these people are. There, are. there is no difference between an establishment Republican 
These are not establishment Republicans. These are people willing to lose their jobs. Sad that Marjorie Taylor Greene has decided to join Kevin McCarthy and, and become basically somebody who says something and does another. Sad. It really is. Hopefully she changes. Can't give up on her for one thing, but it's very sad. So it's a big bad move that she's made. But these people are risking it all. They're being called obstructionists. And I had somebody sent me a question. And Tyler, if you're watching this, I'm answering for you right now. Why is it that Hannity, people like Hannity, I added some names on there, on there Tyler, Gingrich, Gowdy, Huckabee, why is, it that, why is it that these establishment Republican politicians and pundits, why are they against these people? Why, why do they want Kevin McCarthy? Well, there's many reasons. And we could go down many tributaries. I'll go down a couple, just keeping it sort of surface level. The most surfacey sort of explanation I give you is that if an R, if the, if the Speaker of the House has an R in front of it or the President has an R in front of the name, that means that it's a win. It doesn't mean it's a win. If the R votes as a D, it's a D. And, and many R's vote as D's, but no D's vote as R's. So it, a lot of them, it's just very simplistic. Well, it's a Republican, so it's certainly better than a Democrat. It's been Republican and Democrat control. Basically, evenly, since 2008, we had $8 trillion. We were $8 trillion in debt. Now we're coming up on $32 trillion in debt. And it was both Republicans, both pre- and Donald Trump included. Donald Trump ushered in $6 trillion worth of debt in his four years, which was a record for four years. Barack Obama broke the record for eight years at $11 trillion. So if they've all brought that in, if they've all been basically on the same page, what's the difference? Yeah, there's been good things. That, you know, Donald Trump is one of these, really, he is. Blew it on vaccines, blew it on COVID response, blew it, big time, cost him the presidency. But he was great about nominating the right judges. Roe v. Wade's been overturned. There are good things that happen, but it's in spite of establishment Republicans. Establishment Republicans, if they had their way, if McConnell had his way, if Mitt Romney had his way, if Ben Sass, Murkowski, Collins, if they had their way, Mark Ru- Marco Rubio, I could name one right after another. If they had their John Cornyn, Rob Portman, all these people, they are not Republicans. If they had their way, Donald Trump would have lost and that Roe v. Wade would not be overturned. Those justices would not be in place. They wanted Donald Trump to lose. They wanted Hillary Clinton because they consider themselves part of the same class. They're bourgeois leftists, every one of them, even if they have an R in front of their name, even if they nominate so-called conservative justices. It's all about creating an illusion that there are people there fighting for you when there is nobody in D.C. outside of these and a few senators like Rand Paul and Ron Johnson that are actually there fighting for you. This is 20, 20 people out of roughly 218 that are Republicans. These are, this is how many legitimate conservatives there are in D.C. That's the facts. There's no difference between a McCarthy. If we have Kevin McCarthy, we're going to continue to fund Ukraine? Yep. Are we going to continue to have vaccine mandates? Yep. Vaccine mandates in the military? Yep. We're going to st- we're still going to have constituencies going to the World Economic Forum? Yep. We're going to fund everything that, that Chuck Schumer wants coming out and, and Mitch McConnell because they're one and the same. Are we going to be funding? Are we still going to be funding those things? Because the House 
holds the purse strings. They decide what to fund and what not to fund. Are we still going to have an open border with Kevin McCarthy? Is he going to fund? Is he going to defund CB, uh, the CBP? Is he going to defund the FBI? No. He doesn't have the guts to do any of those things. And it's not even that he doesn't have the guts to do any of those things. It's not about even whether or not these people have guts. They don't believe in doing those things. He believes in vaccine mandates. He believes in the World Economic Forum. He believes in bringing you into submission because these people believe they are all one and the same. They'll have their little meetings and you know, you're a little bit left, I'm a little bit right, but we're the wisdom class. We're going to get together with Hillary. We're going to get together with the Obamas and the Bidens along with the Bushes, along with Gingrich, along with Marco Rubio and Mitch McConnell. We're all, you know, we're the smart ones. We don't go to the extremes in any way. The extreme right I'm not talking about what the left classifies as extreme right. I'm talking about these right here. Not that there is no extreme right under the definition of the left. The extreme, they, they classify the extreme right as like the Ku Klux Klan, which are Democrats. Extreme right, which are Nazis, which are socialists, which are Democrats. There is no extreme right. Well, I'm talking about when I say extreme, I'm just, I'll, I'll just stop using the term just in case it's misconstrued. I'm talking about genuine, genuine conservatives. We, you know, the, the people like McConnell, the people like McCarthy, people like Rona McDaniel, they get together with, with leftists. They are buddies. They are friends. You heard him say it about Hoyer. You know, he, he, me and Denny Hoyer, we are, we are good friends. And I just call him on the phone. Denny Hoyer is a baby butchering monster. And they're all buds. Listen, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be civil with everybody. But I'm not buds with hardly anybody. And I certainly wouldn't be buds with somebody that believes that it's perfectly fine to rip a baby piece by bloody piece out of a mother's womb and sell its organs on the open market like Steny Hoyer thinks that it is. And, and, And Kevin McCarthy, they're good buddies. Kevin McCarthy received a phone call from Joe Biden congratulating him. Of course, he's not he's not confirmed. He's just lost his 10th vote, which is the first time again. In the last 33 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, I've said this 500 times. I've never seen that before. Here's another one. But so what's the difference? There is none. And you listen, if you're watching this, you need to get this down pat. There is no difference between establishment Republicans. If, here, here's what I put on Twitter. If, if you have an establishment, if you, if you like, you know, you vote for an establishment Republican who votes with Democrats, who bootlicks Democrats. You might as well just vote for the Democrat. Or what you do is what these guys are doing, what these guys and ladies are doing, is you just go down with the ship because the result is the same. You know why a lot of them don't go down? With, if capitulation gets you a Democrat, which uh, capitulation, with that, what I mean by that is you go ahead and just concede and go, you know what, we're just going to vote for McCarthy because you know what, it's for sure that he'll come in. He's, maybe he's a little bit better. We'll get some things. And you capitulate and you go ahead and you vote like every other Republican has done except for these 20. Then you end up with a Democrat with, a na- with an R in front of his name. That's all. You end up with a Democrat that, that just has a repub in front of his name. So you capitulate. So capitulation gets you a Democrat with an R. Fighting and losing gets you a Democrat with a D. Democrat with an R, capitulation. Fighting and losing gets you a Democrat with a D. So what's the difference? You get a Democrat either way. So why does Hannity, Gingrich, Gowdy, Huckabee, why do they want these people? Why, why, why exactly do they want them? Because they would rather us go to hell slowly. 
then quickly. But it's all go the country is still going to hell in a handbasket. So what's the difference? Why not? How about we all decide not to go to hell? How's that sound? You do what it takes to not let the country be flushed down the toilet. Well, that would take me risking my political career. That's why nobody has any balls. Nobody. Doctors are afraid to stand up and say that the shot's killing people, that remdesivir is killing people. Masks do nothing because they're afraid they'll lose their jobs. Cops arrest people for not wearing a mask, arrest people for not having a vaccine passport. Whatever it may be. Why? Because they're afraid of losing their jobs. Nobody has any guts. So all these Gowdies and Hannity's and Gingrich's and Huckabee's and all of these, what the, what they're, they're all afraid for one thing because they're going to be, they're going to, again, most people, including inside the modern evangelical church, bow at the altar of people calling them reasonable. I want to be thought of as a reasonable person. I want to be thought of as a reasonable person. Why? Why don't you be thought, why don't you be thought of as somebody who stands in facts and truth? Everything that we've said over the last 33 months of 15 days to flatten the curve has turned out to be true. Every last thing that we've said about COVID-19 has turned out to be true. And I was banned. 30 to 40% of my church left. Now we're way bigger than that now. You stand in what's true. And these people are refusing to do it. And the reason why is because there's political and social consequences for them. They'll no longer be deemed as reasonable. But the bottom line is, is they would rather have a controlled disintegration of the United States instead of a quick disintegration. And all I'm saying is, why not have no disintegration? Because if you bring McCarthy in, you're still going to be trillions trillions of dollars in debt. We've had Paul Ryan in charge, Kevin McCarthy in charge, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi in charge, Mitch McConnell in charge, Barack Hussein Obama in charge, Donald Trump's in charge, and we're still 31, heading towards $32 trillion in debt. So what's the difference? They vote like Democrats. They act like Democrats. So what's the point of putting a Democrat in the, in the speakership with an R in front of his name? What's the, what's the point? These people are standing. Remember their names. They need to never lose an election ever for whatever they run for, whether it's governor, senator, congressman, or woman. They need to always win. These are the people that are standing. That's all that I'll say about the McCarthy thing. I hope you can go get ready for that. You can take that down. There you go. Bring it back to me. So that's that. Now I want to go into some cabal stuff tonight. C-A-B-A-L. Cabal. And this is all this is what I've been telling you now for a long time. This is why we can't have McCarthy. He's part of the cabal. He's funding Ukraine, which is my first, first segment of the cabal. Now I want to set this up. What do I mean by cabal? Some secret underworld thing? No, it's not secret at all. It's a purposeful, out front cabal. When their websites finally become popular, and I've got like my producer Aaron saw that there was a you know, website where Event 201 finally got taken down. The NIH takes down gain-of-function research. WEF takes, takes down You'll Own Nothing and Be Happy. They take down that video. So until, when they, all of it's out there. Until it gets popularized, they leave it out there. There's, there's, nobody's hiding anything. Bill Gates says he wants to lower the Earth's population. He says it on a TED Talk, using vaccines and abortion. How do you use vaccines to lower the Earth's population? One must ask. Of course, it was found out that he had sterilizing agents inside of his polio vaccines that also paralyzed 496,000 kids in India. But, you know, that's just beside. That's all just right-wing conspiracy theory. It's on the World Health Organization's own website, apologizing for the sterilizing. Oh, whoops, it was a mistake. Just like PayPal. Whoops, it was a mistake until it wasn't a mistake. Them finding people $2,500 for disinformation. 
for a for a, what's it called again, Aaron? A what app? A PayPal is called a what app? A, a payment processing app. They're, they're finding you for misinformation. And then, but you know, it's it's always oh, it's always a mistake. Oh, you know, whether it's whether it's Dorsey or Zuckerberg, they banned some. Oh, that was a mistake. It's always it's only a mistake when they get found out. So all the, it's all out in front of us. We have to see the forest for the trees, but it's right there. And there is a worldwide cabal. What's the cabal about? There's many, many, many tributaries to this river, but here's the tactics. Here's the agenda. The agenda is this, to get to a one world order. Where do you get that from? Revelation chapter 13 and 14, a one world order. Leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. That access point being controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government, a one world tyrant, a one world tyrannical government. Ever read the book of Revelation? It's going to happen. People are going to have most people. Love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Matthew 24, 10 through 13. It's going to happen. There will be people with a mark on their forehead and on their right hand. It's going to happen. He causes all both small and great, rich and poor to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That could never happen. That's right-wing conspiracy theory. The evangelical church says. The evangelical church calls the book of Revelation a right-wing conspiracy theory as they capitulated, cooperated, and collaborated, put masks on, which led to vaccines, which led to vaccine passports, and vaccine passports were the end game of COVID. So they could set up the infrastructure. Once you have a vaccine passport infrastructure, you have infrastructure for CBDCs central bank, digital currencies, and social credit systems. Now it's all been put in place. Well, I don't understand why people get so mad. The Christian says, we're being compassionate and loving by putting masks on, social distancing, and locking down our churches. How is it, how is it compassionate and loving to usher in the mark of the beast? How is it? Are, are we there yet, Tom? No. We're supposed to be the Second Thessalonians chapter 2, restraining. You can't restrain and then capitulating with that which you are restraining. It's a one, listen, this is a worldwide cabal. The agenda is what I just told you. Leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point, which would be a card, a mark, quantum dot tattoo technology, swapping your hand, swiping your forehead, right now swiping your phone or a card to access. We're seeing this happen all over the globe. With their 15-minute cities and all that, I don't want to go down that wormhole. I just want to set the agenda first. Then we're going to go into all these areas of cabal. And what you need to remember is, it's all about getting you to that end game. And they're using different tactics to do it. So what we're going to do here is, I'm going to show you the tactics. The agenda is the same, but the tactics to get you to the end game of the agenda are different. Gun grabbing is one, open borders is one, LGBTQ is one, transgender is one, COVID is one, climate is one, all to leverage you in to a one world commerce system. That's why you always hear me say every podcast, and I don't apologize for the redundancy because people need to hear this. Where you have Christians who are pro-gun, man, they are, they are, they are second amendment. I'm, I am second amendment. I will, you out of my cold, dead hands, they'll wear a shirt like this, come and take it. But then take the gun grabber's vaccine. This is an example. I am anti-socialist. I am, I am anti-communist. I am, I am a constitutional federalist. And then you take the socialists 
Albert Borla's vaccine. I hope those of you who are watching this that know that you are a hypocrite will just simply repent instead of being offended. If you're a hypocrite, you're a hypocrite. Everybody watching, have you been a hypocrite before? I have. You know what I do when I discover my own hypocrisy? I confess my own hypocrisy and get it right with God. So here's the tentacle, cabal, leveraging into a one world commerce system with a singular access point, using an agenda with different tactics. Here's one of the tactics. Just the news tweet, Zelensky, look at it, you can see it. You can see a couple tentacles of the cabal, a couple tactics of the cabal right here in one tweet. Zelensky signs media regulation bill leading to fears of possible censorship. Now, digressing for just a moment, back to Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy is a huge fan of this guy. Huge fan. He just banned media in this country. And we're going to go fight for democracy. Have you noticed how there's no more pandemic of the unvaxxed talk? Because what we have to pray for and what we've already seen happen is an overwhelming of facts. Facts have overwhelmed the narrative to the place where they can't even spout the narrative anymore. Now you're no longer hearing we're going to fight for Ukraine because Ukraine's a democracy. We're going to go stand with that. You know, say you're not hearing that anymore. We're going to go stand with that democracy. You noticed it? You're not hearing that anymore. You're just hearing anti-Russian things. Not really pro-Ukraine things because you actually, you're actually having Zelensky signing a media regulation bill where he is now saying that it, well, this has already been going on. He's already banned all, all, all oppo media. Anyway, there's only one TV station available to anybody in Ukraine, politically speaking, and you have to be pro-Zelensky. And we're going to go fight for this guy? Well, again, I asked you, what's the difference between a Democrat with an R in front of their name and a Democrat with a D in front of their name? Well, so what's the difference between Putin and Zelensky? The exact same rules, exact same country, exact same leadership, which is authoritarianism and authoritarian dictatorship. What's the difference? Why would we ever risk any resource? We are going to end up sending over $100 billion to Ukraine. $100 billion, $8 billion to build a southern border wall, which is also illegal immigration, part of the tactics for the one world agenda. It's the tactic for the one world agenda. All right, go to the next one for me. Ping news, Ukraine passes. Notice it's all the same thing. I'm using Ukraine almost, almost as a synopsis. Look at all the tactics. What's, what's, leave this up now. What is going on in Ukraine? Ukraine, the Ukraine war, Russia invading Ukraine has very, I'm trying to think of the exact, the exact right word, but it just happened to work out really well what's happened with Russia invading Ukraine. You have a worldwide now fuel shortage and a worldwide food shortage because Ukraine and Russia are both breadbaskets of food and Russia with fuel. Russia's not suffering at all. Russia's never had an empty, empty store shelf like we have. Nothing. They don't have any fuel shortages like we have. Their, their prices are either lower or the same as they were as they were at the start of the war. But you have, you have Ukraine, which is controlled by China. And then you have China. And then you have Russia, who is in an alliance with China. Think about How does that make sense to anybody? And you see all the tactics right here with Ukraine. What is Ukraine exclusively right now? 
a CBDC, they're, they're totally central bank, digital currency economy. There's no cash in Ukraine. So there you have that in Ukraine. Now you have Ukraine passing the LGBTQ agenda. You have the war in Ukraine causing a worldwide fuel shortage. And what you want is if, you are, if you're a globalist and you're trying to bring people into submission and, and, and subjection, what you have to do is control the product that they want. If you control the product that they want, you control the person who wants the product. That's the point of it all. Ukraine is the perfect synopsis of all the tactics for the globalist leftist agenda. LGBTQ is one of those tactics. Ukraine passes LGBTQ hate speech ban in big step for equality. See how they are the flagship. They are the flagship for the World Economic Forum. Watch what comes out. The first one was a media regulation bill. So disinformation, misinformation, a disinformation governance board, right? So that's already been done. Now they're on board with LGBTQ. They're on board with CBDC. They're, they're, they're part and parcel to a worldwide food, food and fuel shortage. They're funded by China, who's in alliance with Russia. How does that make sense to anybody but Joe Biden? This is a one-world cabal, and Ukraine is a good synopsis of it. Let's go to the next one. Robert W. Malone tweet. As I have been saying for quite a while, the Summer World Economic Forum meeting has been held in China for years now. So you have the World Economic Forum, which they all claim is a very benign organization. They claim to be a very benign organization, but they're meeting in CCP-controlled China in the summer. And what is China? China is basically a CBDC country. They are already completely and totally a, 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 social, a social credit system country. You get credit points if you do good things. That means, in other words, you're allowed to spend your money if you behave correctly, and you're not allowed to spend your money. They just take the money out of your account if you don't behave correctly. That's the dream of all of these people. They want us to be China, a one-world commerce system. China is 1.4 billion people, a one-world commerce system controlled with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant. That is China. And the World Economic Forum is meeting in China. Not not just Davos. They actually have their summer meeting in China. All right, let's go to the next one. Here's the fraud of it all. Here's the fraud of it all. I just have to show you. What's the difference between the World Economic Forum and the UN? Absolutely nothing. Matteo Murta video. 70% of the United Nations Human Rights Council. Play for me. Welcome back and thanks for staying with us here on Zoom In. Now I want to turn your attention to honestly a shocking bit of information. The United Nations Human Rights Council has started its news cycle this week and I want you to meet its newest members. Cuba, Qatar, China, Sudan, Eritrea, Algeria, Somalia, Vietnam, Pakistan, Kazakhstan and Bangladesh. Now. These countries, who in no way are known for their respect of democracy and certainly not human rights, are now at the head of the World Council in charge of promoting human rights. Ironic, isn't it? Well, joining me now from Jerusalem is Hilal Neur, the executive director of the United Nations Watch. Hilal, I'm just in awe. Thank you for joining me today. I 
want to get your take on this. I mean, how can it be that 70% of the UN Human Rights Council is made up of non-democratic countries? Well, it's absolutely absurd, and it's contrary to the founding principles of the Human Rights Council, which is supposed to protect human rights and help victims, and even established criteria. You know, candidate countries are supposed to show that they have a record of promoting human rights, are supposed to submit pledges, and there's a vote. Sadly, the process has become completely hijacked. It's politicized. The world's worst regimes seek election to high office to shield their records of abuse and to promote propaganda to demoralize human rights dissidents and opposition in their own country. So there's really no difference between the World Economic Forum and the UN. The UN creates a a United Nations Human Rights Council. United Nations Human Rights Council. 70% of those countries are not democratic. They're authoritarian dictatorships. Here's Here's several of them. Cuba, Guitar, China is on the Human Rights Council. China and Cuba are on the Human Rights Council. Somalia is on the Human Rights Council. Vietnam and Pakistan, Kazakhstan, Bangladesh. How, let's just, let's, how is China, when they are actively every single day with Uyghur Muslims, experimenting on those people, harvesting organs of live people, raping women? They're on the Human Rights Council. There's absolutely, absolutely no, no difference. It is a worldwide cabal. You think that these people care? Now remember, where do they hold the World Economic Forum Summit in the summer? In China. Now a member of the Human Rights Council. You, you, you talk about naming something the exact opposite as it is. Notice the spirit. Notice the, notice the, the spiritual world for though we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Notice what they want. They're going to say, you're, a, you're, you're an advocate for human rights when you're, the, when you're one of the biggest abusers of human rights. You will call a man a woman and a woman a man. You will act like mass work when there's absolutely no evidence that they do. You will treat a virus that's 99% survivable as 99.9% non-survival. You will act that way. Notice the spirit behind it all. You will be on the Human Rights Council when you're a murderer. You're going to be on the Human Rights Council when you're China and you have, you have killed a half a billion, 500 million of your own citizens. You're on the Human Rights Council. So you got to see it. You, you've got to see the spiritual warfare behind it all. The spiritual warfare could be summed up with basically legitimizing the absurd. I will call a woman a man and a man a woman. Men can marry men. Women can marry women. We're going to treat a 99.9% survival virus as a 99.9% unsurvival virus. That's what we're going to do. We're going to live in the absurd. That's how, and if you dare call it absurd, there will be extreme societal consequences for you. You won't be able to get your singular access point. You won't be able to get your green card. You won't be able to get your common pass, or your vaccine passport. If you dare say, why would I, <clears throat> why would I, as a reasonable human being, take a vaccine for a 99.9% survival virus? Why, why would I take a vaccine from a company like Pfizer 
that's been criminally charged with abusing people, with killing people, with infirming people. Why would I take their vaccine? If you dare stand up against the absurd, you are labeled absurd. That's the point of it all. The devil is all about confusion. Let's go to the next one. Here's cabal food. Cabal food. They are after your food. Why? Because if you control the product, you control the consumer. Bill Gates, who invented heavily, invested heavily in fake meat and bought huge, bought up huge amounts of farmland. The single, the largest single private farmland owner in the United States is Bill Gates. Number two is who? The Chinese Communist Party is number two. Now wants to save livestock with a vaccine. So here we go. I'll, I'll play the video first. Go ahead, go right to the video for me, Will. Next one up. Play it for me. Well, the Gates Foundation has partnered with Diffid on a great number of things, and uh, among those are our work we do together on livestock, uh, helping animals survive uh, either by having vaccines or better genetics, uh, helping them be more productive. It's making a big difference. Uh, you know, I was down in Ethiopia seeing how chickens are out there uh, laying more eggs, getting more nutrition, uh, and even some small savings into the household. So, uh, Edinburgh happens to be where. A lot of the world's best work on this is done, and that's why uh, Diffid and the Gates Foundation are, are funding scientists here. So there you have it, right? So you, let's, again, what are they, and I had uh, Will put this up at his own suggestion, a smart suggestion, just to keep it in context here. Bill Gates, who invested heavily in fake meat, so he doesn't want meat, but now he wants to save your animals. He wants to lower the Earth's population, but he wants to save you from a viral infection. So he wants to now, how, do, how, much, how, how much do you want to bet that many of the animals that he vaccinates will die of pulmonary embolisms? Mysteriously start dying. Well, I, wonder, I wonder, as he buys up farmland, and the animals on that farmland just start dying and nobody would ever even know. So the very person who wants to lower the earth's population of human beings, you are the carbon they want to get rid of, that very person who wants to lower the earth's population using vaccines now wants to help farm animals that feed you with vaccines. Like just like these vaccines have helped us already, right? Because if they control the food, they control those who want the food, which is all of us. And it'll get most people to take a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And for now, and for now, a QR code on their phone or a vaccine passport, a common pass, a green pass, an Excelsior pass, all of which have been in place in Israel, the European Union, Australia, Canada, and New York City. All right, here's another one for you. Insider paper tweet. U.S. government, strangely now under the Biden administration, new U.S. government approves use of world's first vaccine for honeybees. So now they're going to, but uh, just so everybody knows, without bees, yeah, I'll put it to you this way. Without bees and without Jesus, everybody's dead. Got it? I mean, that's the, that's the facts. You don't pollinate, dead. Everybody's dead. So could we as Christians survive without bees in the name of Jesus? Yes. Everybody else, D-A-D. And lo and behold, because this has to do with pollination, and i.e. our world food supply, 
here comes the Biden administration that wants to vaccinate bees. From what? From foul brood disease? Let me ask you this. How many of you have seen the epidemic, the plant, oh, sorry, the plant, I mean, I'm sorry, the plant, I mean, I'm sorry, the pandemic of foul brood, brood disease among the bees? I don't know about you. I live in Florida. There's bees everywhere. I haven't seen the bees dropping from the sky. You? So why do we need the federal government to come in and solve a problem that doesn't exist? This is what the leftist, globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitist, this is what they do. Create a problem out of thin air and offer you their solution, which is far worse than the original problem, and that problem didn't even exist to begin with. That's what we have here. And suddenly these bees need to be vaccinated. How are you going to vaccinate a bee? I'd like to see that line. But lo and behold, it's all about your food. Not just honey. Bees pollinate everything. We are, listen, if we have anything right now, we have a bee shortage that certainly isn't caused by foul brood disease. It's caused by human idiocy. And I'm not talking about environmental garbage. But here they come in to solve a problem that doesn't exist i.e. climate change, which I'll get to in a minute. So that's cabal food that we just went over. They could, it's many, many different tentacles to this octopus. All, but it's all the same. Think of the agenda as, as the octopus, as the body of the octopus, and all the rest of these things, cabal food, cabal Ukraine, cabal climate, cabal finance, cabal media, is all to get to the end game of that agenda. One world commerce system, single access point, controlled by a tyrant. So here's Cabal pervert. And you're like, Tom, how would they ever use transgenderism to control people? Really? You ask that question? You're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. I love you. But for you to ask that question, I'm glad you're asking. Try to humble yourself and not be offended. It means that, listen, it means that you're not paying attention. There's already laws in Canada. If you call a person on purpose the wrong pronoun, it's a criminal offense. It's already a criminal offense in London, England, in the entire country of England. It's a criminal offense if you offend somebody. A guy was arrested, criminally prosecuted. I talked about this in church on Sunday. You're like, what on earth do you not talk about from the pulpit? I talk about anything from the pulpit. Anything and everything I want. Guy was criminally prosecuted in London because he had his French bulldog make the Hitler sign. Criminally prosecuted. For what? Anti-Semitism and hate speech. The guy was supporting, he was making fun of Hitler and got arrested and criminally prosecuted. You, you don't think this is all on purpose? And all of you transgenders, if you happens to be anybody gutsy enough who's a transgender to watch this podcast, if you think that they're gonna, you're going to always be their favored few, just like you Democrats and traditional liberals that are watching, oh, you're just, you know, you're thrilled with, you know, we just think there should be regulation on disinformation. And we're just glad when the Republicans get, we get we're so glad that Alex Jones has had to pay, a, is going to have to pay a billion dollars for a, de, a, a defamation lawsuit when he never committed defamation. Can't defame dead people. You're glad for all that because you believe you're always going to be a favored class. You're not, you're nothing except for a useful idiot. If you're a leftist right now, you're like, yeah, but these are leftists that are doing, they're not leftists. They're totalitarians using leftism. 
They're not liberals. They're not free to be a bird or a bee, dope smoking, abortion right activists. Listen, they are those things as far as abortion right activists. And they want people to take all the drugs they can because they want them to lower, they want to lower the earth's population. They're of their father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. John eight forty four. They are that. But you think you're going to be a favorite class once they're in power? The only reason why you're protected now is because of people like me. Because they're going after people like me. They're not going after people like you. And you believe you're always going to be favored? And those of you who are COVID-caving Christians, capitulating Christians, you're like, I just want everybody to leave me alone. So they tell me to put on a mask. I put on a mask. They tell me to quarantine. I quarantine. They tell me to lock down. I lock down. They tell me to have flute players on my church stage with a mask on their face with a slit cut in it. I just do it because I want to go along to get along. You think that you're always going to be able to go along to get along? They're going to come for you. You're just a little bit further up the ladder than me, but they're still coming for you. And that this whole transgender movement is to criminalize speech. Another tentacle of the octopus. It's almost like specter, right? You, you, you think with these people who, who create these movies, get it out, of, just come up with these, with these uh, concepts out of thin air? There's a spirit out there. It's the antichrist spirit. It's the devil. It's demons. Literally, how could you say that? Because I'm a Christian. If you're a Christian, you don't believe that there's demonic activity and, demo- and, and, and demons around and demonic principalities. Do you ever read your Bible? Do you ever read Ephesians chapter 6? Do you ever read the book of Revelation? Do you ever read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And it's all the exact same spirit with different tactics. And it's not just to control you. It's not, yes, it is to control you, subjugate you, bring you into, into submission, but it also could be to flat out ruin your life and kill you. 41.2 million abortions per year are 41.2 million dead people. The very people that call you Nazis are the ones that are actually the ones who are running the concentration camps called abortion clinics. Those are the new ovens. And they will be held accountable to a God who, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. In your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Psalm 139, 16. Jeremiah 1, 5, the verse before. So here's another tentacle. Here's another tactic. I'm glad that tactic and tentacle both start with a T. Florida's Voice video. Just in Children in Attendance, Orlando Drag Show. Listen to, listen to the song that they're singing. These are with a bunch of kids in there. Look at the person in a reindeer outfit with giant engrossed uh, boobs, flashing boobs, and they're singing Screwed Off the Red-Nosed Reindeer in front of children. Play it for me. Aaron, when you're able, mute that and just side-by-side it with me if you can. This is a tactic. Now, what's this tactic for? Let's go a little deeper here. So it's it's not just for what I've said. Yes, they want to criminalize speech. That if you dare call this perversion, you'll be criminally charged. We're heading that way. We can stop it if we want to be the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 restraining. Which means you must be a Ron DeSantis. 
and to some degree, a Donald Trump. If Donald Trump hadn't, if Donald Trump hadn't blown it so hard with COVID and vaccines, I'd be like, yes, Donald Trump too, because he is, he is Donald. I love Donald Trump, and we'll vote for him. I don't know between him and DeSantis yet. I don't know. I want him to fight it out. Nobody needs to do anything to stop the fight. Let's have the fight. It's called democracy. But it's not just about, you know what, making making speech criminal that if you use the wrong pronoun, you go to jail. And your only way out of jail is for you to get their one world commerce system passed. The singular access point. Well, yeah, you can get out. Oh, yeah, so how do I pay for bail? Well, you got to take the vaccine, get your vaccine passport and your common pass. That way we'll let you out of jail. Otherwise, you'll stay there the rest of your life. Oh, that will never happen. Really? Ask the people that are being criminally charged for doing absolutely nothing wrong. At 1-6, Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, Roger Stone, Mike Flynn. Ask them if that's the case. That that's, These things will never happen. Uh, Mar-a-Lago raided by the FBI. So he, w- what else is going on here? Well, they want to make everybody a pervert. What they want to, to do is a couple things. First of all, usher children into... Oh, being okay with sexual perversion, two parts, being okay with sexual perversion and enter into sexual perversion with these very perpetrators. That's what they want. So why would they want to make kids okay with, 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 with this sort of transgender perversion? Why would they want to make them okay with it? Because it would be easy then to bring them into the totalitarian system where they arrest you and I for saying that it's perverted. Or using the wrong pronoun. Also, for those who are actually sexually perverted, they want to usher kids into their sexual activities. Also, what they want is to usher people into having sex with kids so you end up with another Epstein Island. Why would they want another Epstein Island? What was Epstein doing? Why is is everybody being arrested except for those on... why Why is Jeffrey Epstein's list... Still classified and confidential. His black book, Ghislaine Maxwell's going to prison for the rest of her life and should. But why, why do we not know who is on that plane? Why, why is that not being investigated by the FBI? The FBI is raiding Mar-a-Lago, arresting pro-lifers, arresting 1-6ers, about to unleash a bunch of new arrests for 1-6. Why, what, what, why are they not being arrested? Because those people are now controlled. Interesting, isn't it? Those people are, they will do what they are told to do by the global cabal. They will. Anybody on that list, that's why, he, that's why he had Epstein with all of these major players on that list. They are now controlled. It's a common spirit. Control you, subjugate you, whether it's mass or get you into sexual perversion and then they've got you on a video having sex with a girl that you thought was 18 who is actually uh, 16. Now they got you. And if you, you don't do what we tell you to do, you know what, we're going to release this. And the FBI's got it in their vault. Oh, Chris Ray, he's got it. He'll let it loose. Oh, Tom, this is all way out. Why, why is it all way out there? Where's the list? Show me, show me the Epstein's list. Why is it classified? Why does the FBI want the Hunter Biden laptop investigation classified for 66 years? Why does Pfizer want their vaccine development kept classified for 75 years? Why does the 1-6 committee want their 1-6 committee report classified for 55 years. This is what this is all about. When you sit there and go, you know what? You know, my Aunt Bertha, whose name used to be Bill, and he's still fully penis and having sex with women, but 
So, but he's allowed now because he's a, he's a pervert stalker. Now he gets to go into ladies' bathrooms. You know, it's just easier to call Uncle Bertha, Bertha, and just not cause a family ruckus. It's just easier to do the, the easier to do those things. Understand that you've acquiesced, and that you're that you are on your way because they are leveraging you, leveraging you, using pressure. That's what leverage is. Just leveraging you into a one-world commerce system. Look at this. Look at this tweet. Robert W. Malone tweet. Oh, yet another term. See how it is. Then we'll get to. I'll do. I'll read the bottom first. Anne Lesby, PhD. If I remember correct, I believe she's got 105,000 followers on Twitter. I've got 1,900. Yeah, I'm taking Truth Social by storm with 71 followers. I I am invading the beaches of true social with 71 followers. So here we go. Beware of harm formation. This has to be a joke. Uh, not a joke. This is this lady is this lady is serious. Beware of harm formation, peddlers, such as libs of TikTok. Harm formation. Look, look at this. The most dangerous form of misinformation. While disinformation can be disproven with facts. Harm formation is factual evidence presented in a harmful light. So harm formation is the truth. Boy, I mean, I could spend an hour right here. Harm formation. It's just like, leave this up now. It's just like the modern church that refuses to preach the Bible because it's harm formation. Listen, there is no such thing as harmful truth it's the truth if the consequences of that truth if someone comes in and says you know what you know you haven't been able to eat lately being your jaw is, is drooped wide open the truth is you have a broken jaw that is not the harm that does not harm you to know that you have a broken jaw it's simply the truth the harm occurred when you got the broken jaw that is the truth there is no such thing as harmful truth. It is simply the truth. Look what she says. She says harm formation is factual evidence presented in a harmful light. How? If it's the truth, how, well, how does it, what does it matter how it's presented? And what makes it a harmful presentation? There is no harm. It's the truth. And she's picking on, of course, lips of TikTok, which says what? Play videos off of TikToks of sexual perverts. That's all that it does. It's not... It's not harm information. It's just facts being presented to the public. Robert W. Malone says, yet another term that we will be deployed as a weapon. I can't wait for my lawyer to sink his teeth into this one if it gets thrown at me. Harm information. Oh, it's harm information to, to say that people are do- dropping dead of vaccines? It's not, that's not harm. It's the truth. People are harmed by the vaccines, not the truth. Let's go to the next one. You know how we go? That was, that was cabal pervert. We've gone now cabal pervert, cabal uh, food, and we've gone cabal Ukraine, which are all tentacles of the exact same octopus. All right, Ryan Garretson video. This is, of course, let me just set the table because now we're doing cabal medicine, and well, cabal climate first, kind of drifting into medicine. Ryan Garretson video. Here, of course, is Justin Trudeau. Most of you have already seen this video, but I want to set the table. Play it for me. Building back better 
means giving support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. It's exactly the same tentacles of the exact, the different tentacles of the exact same agenda. Exactly, and I know this is redundant, but it's just like a good, it's just like a good sermon. There's a little bit of redundancy in every good sermon. The agenda is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point, controlled by the tyrant, by a, by a tyrannical government or by a tyrant. That singular access point will be a QR code will be a mark on your right hand or on your forehead, will be a pass, social credit system, CBDCs. They, somebody, somebody having their hand at your financial spigot that didn't earn the money, you did. But they can turn it off because you have no cash. It's all CBDC. It's all social credit system. That's the point of it all. That was the point of COVID-19. That was the point of the gain-of-function research that developed the alpha variant of COVID-19. All to lay the infrastructure for CBDC currency using vaccine passports. That was the point of it all. Whether people know they're being used by the Antichrist spirit or not, I don't know. Some of them do know. Some of them don't. The useful idiots don't. What was Justin Trudeau talking about there? He's talking about the entire agenda in one one package. The 2030 agenda is all about what? It's just about climate. Climate is used to usher in, again, controlling all the product. We can't have farms in the Netherlands, the number two agricultural cultural producer on the planet, second only in the United States. We can't have any farms there because the fertilizers emit, uh, emit carbon into the atmosphere, CO2 into the atmosphere. Can't have any more cows because they burp and fart, and that goes into the atmosphere. So we're going to bring in Billy. Here comes Billy Gates to vaccinate them all. Hmm, strange, isn't it? They'll all start dropping dead, just like humanity is. So it's just another way to leverage you into leverage you into that one world commerce system, whether it's climate, whether it's the medical cabal, the climate cabal, the food cabal, all the same tentacles of the exact same octopus. Different tentacles of the same octopus. So he talks about the 2030 agenda, how COVID was an opportunity at a great reset. And the reset is this, make everybody poor and make everybody go to the government, whatever that government is. It'll be a one world government. Why, do, why are they flooding the zone with illegal immigrant immigrants? Why? Because they don't have any heritage connection to their hosting country. No heritage connection, so they'll be easily globally governed. Is it not going to be somebody who's an American? I'm standing for the Constitution. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a devout Federalist. No, they don't have that if you're, if you're from Paraguay. 150 countries have crossed over the United States southern border in 2022. 150 countries. Not just Mexico. Hardly any Mexicans are crossing the southern border. Many from, most of them are from other countries, Guatemala and Venezuela namely. So the, the COVID is an opportunity what they, they were saying this was, this was the greatest plague in the world. See, devils aren't smart. They're just devout. They will speak that which they are. They called it what it was. 
COVID-19 is an opportunity. I thought it was a, I thought it was the black plague too. I thought it was the bubonic plague too. No, they, they just come out and say it. It was, it's an opportunity to, to establish the 2030 agenda, to put the infrastructure in place for CBDC currency. It's an opportunity to, to see, you know, how much can we control people? Because if we can get them to wear masks, we can get them to wear masks, okay? Man, you know, okay, we got them to wear masks. Let's get them to wear two masks. Let's get them to lock down and be six feet apart. Something we just pull out of our own rectum. Six feet. What, 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 how many feet should we be? Let's do, let's do six feet. Surprised they didn't go six, six, six feet. Let's use six. Let, let's see how controllable they are. Because if we can get them to wear a mask and take an experimental mRNA, mRNA vaccination, you know what? We can probably get them to buy electric vehicles. We can get them to buy electric vehicles, then we can get them to CBDC currency. We'll control their electricity and their and their finances, they won't be able to leave their house without our permission. That's their goal. It's called 15-minute cities. Oxford, England, Canterbury, England are already doing it, dividing their cities into zones. And you're not allowed to cross those zones but 100 times a year. And once your 100 times is over, you have to get government uh, government permission via your card. You can only go from zone to zone through, through a QR code on a card. If you want to go to, from the green zone to the purple zone, you live in the green zone and your mom lives in the purple zone and you want to go see your mom every day, so let's say 300 plus times a year, you go your 100 times, you're finished unless you get government permission. And the only time you could ever cross that line was if you had their QR code to begin with and they're tracking every time you swipe that card. So you never actually travel ever without their permission because if you violate your, your social credit obligations... Yeah, you spit on the sidewalk or you went and bought a gun. They just shut it off. You won't go see your mom at all because your, your code will suddenly not be able to open the gate. That's only already fully implemented in China, fully. And that's what Justin Trudeau saw COVID-19 as an opportunity to get to that place. All right, let's go to the next one. News Nancy tweet. Is that the right one, Will, or we got something else? Oh, 60 minutes. You're right. I said the wrong one. We were at the pregame too. All right, 60 minutes. Here it is. Now we're on, we're on Cabal Climate now, cabal climate. Listen to what 60 Minutes had to say. Play for me. Finding solutions to the problems was the goal two weeks ago at the UN Biodiversity Conference, where nations agreed to conservation targets. But at the same meeting in 2010, those nations agreed to limit the destruction of the earth by 2020, and not one of those goals was met. This despite thousands of studies including the continuing research of Stanford biologist Paul Ehrlich. You know that there is no political will to do any of the things that you're recommending. I know there's no political will to do any of the things that I'm concerned with, which is exactly why I and the vast majority of my colleagues think we're, we've had it, that the next few decades will be the end of the kind of civilization we're used to. In the 50 years since Ehrlich's population bomb, humanity's feasting on resources has tripled. We're already consuming 175% of what the Earth can regenerate. And consider, half of humanity, about 4 billion, live on less than $10 a day. They aspire to cars, air conditioning, and a rich diet. 
but they won't be fed by the fishermen of Washington's Salish Sea, including Armando Briones. The tribe has been fishing salmon here for hundreds of years. Yeah. And your generation is seeing the end of that. It's getting harder and harder. Um, I hate to say, I don't want to say it's the end of it. They always have some simp in there come in and say that there's, it's the end of something that's not the end, just like polar bears. You know, polar bears, the exact same population of polar bears as there was 50, 50 years ago, right now. And they claim they're all gone and that the Arctic ice is melting. They show you the time of year when the Arctic ice melts and claim that it's some sort of catastrophe. But I don't want to digress on that. From the video, and remember who we're hearing from here is a guy by the name of Paul Ehrlich. They're talking about limiting the destruction of the earth. Let me ask you this. How's the earth been destroyed? If there's a limit to destroying, there's an ongoing destruction of the earth and that man needs to limit it, then name the destruction that has taken place. Define the destruction. Where is it? There, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm saying all I need to know, all I need to know is where, was the, where is the destruction exactly? Where? Certainly haven't seen it here in the United States. I live in Florida. We're still above water. Weren't supposed to be. According to Al Gore, Manhattan was under was supposed to be underwater in 2009. Miami underwater 2014. Here we are. Nobody's underwater at all. All the pictures from tidal points from 100 years ago are exactly the same. All the people that believe in climate change are buying up beachfront property. Barack Hussein Obama owns two pieces of beachfront property, one in Hawaii and one in Martha's Vineyard. Both of them beachfront property of $20 million worth of beachfront property. He obviously doesn't think that his, that his uh, property is going to be going underwater anytime soon. So if there's a destruction going on, then we have to limit the destruction, define the destruction, and show me the destruction. And they actually said there that in 2010, they all set these limiting the earth's destruction goals and not one of them was met. Isn't it funny how none of them actually meet their climate change control measures, but they usher in all of the totalitarian measures upon the citizenry? You notice that? Nobody stops burning fossil fuels. No, you know, no, I mean, Joe Biden's got, anytime Joe Biden blows into town, he's got a 50 car SUV, or I'll, I'll speak like Al Gore, SUV. He's got a 50 car SUV motorcade None of them ever stopped flying around on their private jets. 400 private jets flew in to the global climate summit in Glasgow. None of them ever actually do it, but yet all the totalitarian measures are put in place for you, not for them, but for you, the totalitarian measures are put in place. I.e. a Ukraine war where they have now there's a global fuel shortage i.e. Ukraine war, there's a global food shortage, i.e. Bill Gates buying up farmland and not doing anything with the farmland, CCP buying up farmland, not doing anything with the farmland. Mark Rutt, uh, the prime minister uh, of the Netherlands, trying to confiscate 40% of private farmland in the Netherlands, all under the name of climate change, but none of them ever limited CO2 emissions. And the CO2 limitation never actually happens, nor should it. But I'm just saying, they never actually do any of the things that they say. They just usher in the totalitarianism to do what they say. I hope everybody is seeing this. I hope that you're understanding what I'm saying. They don't limit anything. They just say, oh, you know what? 
We're going to legislate things that put things in place like ESG scores, environmental social governance, so that they can control your company. They don't ever actually do anything. It's like they, with COVID-19. None of, the, none of their measures ever did anything except usher in totalitarianism. Think about it. There's more people dying of COVID now than 2020 and 2021. More people have died of Omicron than Delta or Alpha. And it's the least virulent variant. It's a common cold. More people are dying of it. So the very solutions that they have, their solutions are totalitarianism that never solved the original problem. That's how these, that's, that's the point of it all. Where's the solutions? China, which is the gold standard for the World Economic Forum and the Biden administration, has more coal pot fire plants now than they did five years ago, than they did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and have many more ready to be built. And they never, nobody ever says a word about them. Why? Because China is the strong man for the World Economic Forum. China is the gold standard. That's where everybody else wants to be. Because all these bourgeois leftist elitists like Oprah Winfrey and Barack Obama, the Bidens, the Bushes, they all believe they're going to be the Xi Jinping's of their worldwide China. Not believing that any of their totalitarian measures will ever turn on them. Well, back to the, just the simplisticness of the, of the climate agenda. News Nancy tweet. Remember Paul Ehrlich from the 60 Minutes video? Still wrong. Still wrong after all these years. The battle to feed all of humanity is over. In the 1970s, hundreds of millions of people will starve. This is him. This is his predictions. Sounds like just like Al Gore. Not one of them happened. These people never, never have to retract, never have to apologize, never say that they're wrong. Just like all the COVID-caving Christians and pastors have never said they're wrong. They're just pretending like they never locked down, never quarantined. Never caused 60% of COVID businesses that were forced to close to never open again. They have no part in that, do you? You're a capitulator. You need to repent. In the 1970s, hundreds of millions of people will starve to death, he said. When did that happen? I can remember the 70s. I'm 54. I was born in 68. I can remember. I don't remember the millions of people starving to death. In spite of... In spite of any crash programs embarked upon now, at this late date, nothing can prevent a substantial increase in the world death rate. Okay, well, back in the 1970s, there was probably about 4 billion people on the planet, 5 billion, 6 billion people on the planet. Now there's 8. So Paul Ehrlich was completely and totally wrong then, and he's brought on as an expert on the on 60 Minutes about climate change. Not one thing he's ever said about climate change has ever come to fruition. Just like Anthony Fauci. He said not to mask, then he said to mask. Then he said to double mask. Then he said masking outdoors was pointless. Then he said to mask outdoors. These people are nothing more than ushers for the agenda. They're not experts, but all the Christians take their vaccine. All the Christians take the, you're like, Tom, these are two separate things. I'm a Christian. I've never believed in any of this, these climate hoax, Paul Ehrlich types. But you were the first to put a mask on. Same agenda. Same devil. Different demon. That's all. Look at this video. Here's, here's Paul Ehrlich in 1970 actually talking. Play it for me. Now, uh, given the population explosion, let alone in this country, what 
can the government, what ought the government to do about this? Well, what it ought to do is this. The first thing, you, want, you don't want to put, I, I'm against government interference in our lives. You want to minimize that. So the very first thing the government should do is try and take the pressure off to reproduce. There's a lot of pressure in our society now to reproduce. If you're single, people try and push you into getting married. You know, uh, you, your wife, you have a, a, a bachelor over and your wife says, gee, shouldn't I have a nice girl over? The idea is, you know, nobody should escape. So there's pressure to get married. Young couples, if they don't have children, people say, gee, they must be sterile. They never say, gee, maybe they like uh, good wine and going to the theater and so on. They prefer that to scraping diapers. So there's pressure to have children. So the first thing that should happen is that the president ought to say, from now, here on out, no intelligent, patriotic American family uh, ought to have more than two children, preferably one, if you're starting a family now. Not, not any law, but just say, this is what responsible people do. He ought to make the FCC see to it that large families are always treated in a negative light on television wherever they appear. There ought to be a tremendous amount of television time devoted to spot commercials, the sort we've had against smoking. Uh, but the ones in the middle, say, in the middle of Beverly Hillbillies, you get a scene which shows Los Angeles in the smog, and it just says, this city has a fatal disease. It's called overpopulation, and so long. Uh, now, that sort of campaign, you could, you could have a census, a sample census, which would see whether that was having the desired effect. If that didn't, you could move to giving women bonuses for not having babies. That almost certainly would do the job. If that didn't have the effect, then you could move to changing the tax structure uh, so that people who had the money and had the children paid for the children. In other words, you would increase taxes on people with children rather than decrease them, since they, when they have the children, they require more services. If that doesn't work, uh, then you'll have the government legislating the size of the family. And people say, oh, that's impossible. Government can never intrude and tell you how many children to have. Well, I got news. You know, it intruded a long time ago and told you how many wives you can have. Uh, and there's not the slightest question that if we don't get the population under control with voluntary means, that in the not-too-distant future, the government will simply tell you how many children you can have and throw you in jail if you have too many. So let's just use Paul Ehrlich as a symbol. And again, I say this to you. People will be like, oh, I'm against all that. What, what, what is he for here? Penalties for having babies and being married. So he doesn't want the population to increase at all. As a matter of fact, he wants to decrease the human population. Now, who else wants that? You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. John 8, 44, right? Jesus speaking. So that's who they re represent. They hate marriage. They hate kids. They hate humanity. So using them as an example, because it's all the same octopus, same devil with different demons. Here's one of the demons. This is a different tactic to leverage you into that one world commerce system. This is one of those tactics right here. So if you, if you actually look at what he's saying, using him as a symbol, why would you ever take his commands in any area of life? If, it, if it's all the same devil with different demons, one of those demons being get a vaccine, lock down, shut down your businesses, and you're like, I will never, you know, I would never listen to somebody who wants to kill babies. I would never want, I've never listened to somebody who's against having babies, against having marriage. Then why would you take their vaccine into your bloodstream. Why would you basically have intercourse with their agenda? If you're against them so much, this is what drives me nuts about the vaccinated conservatives who go up to a, go up to a podium and just want to have that veneer of reasonableness so that everybody thinks they, they have now, now they have a, a measure of legitimacy. I just want everybody to know that I'm vaccinated. So, you know, I'm, not, I'm reasonable. No, you're an idiot. You listen to people like Paul Ehrlich. You're like, no, Tom, that's about climate. This is about COVID. Same thing. 
Same exact agenda, different devil, different tentacle, different tactic, same agenda. And you think about how severe it is to take that agenda and inject it into your bloodstream. And I noticed I haven't even talked about it. I, I got a whole giant segment on vaccines that I didn't that I won't get to tonight. Because if I did, if I put it first, I wouldn't get to any of this stuff. More, I mean, I've got a whole stack of people dead from people like Paul Ehrlich. He pushes the same. They all push the same thing. I can't believe Christians don't see it. I can't believe conservatives can't see it. The same people pushing masking, vaccine, quarantining, locking down, are pushing climate, are pushing Ukraine, are pushing gun grabbing, are pushing electric cars, uh, environmental social governance, they're pushing, it's all the same devil with different tactics and different demons. I mean that literally too. Chuck Cholesterol tweet, breaking report, I need on my left. Beginning in 2026, all vehicles will require a kill switch. Everybody get that? Oh, this is all right-wing conspiracy theory. Nobody wants to control you. Then why do they want a kill switch on your car exactly? I'm on my way to a Trump rally. Oh, we'll see about that. I plead the fifth. Fifth. How's it going? One, two, three, four, fifth. It's all right-wing conspiracy theory? Really? Why do they want to kill us? Which is factual data. Absolutely true. Very good source, Chuck Colesto. Breaking report beginning in 2026, all vehicles will require a kill switch, giving the government, the police, and car makers the ability. It's all for your safety, though. For the, for the basically same exact chance of you being murdered as there is dying of COVID. So we're going to stop all the murders from getting to you. The very minority report. We're not going to allow it to happen. So we even suspect it's for your safety. That's for your safety. We take away all your freedoms. We get to, as sadomasochistic uh, uh, per, uh, perverts, control perverts, power pervs, we're going to be we're going to be able to control all your movements. Be very easy when it's an electric car to have a kill switch. Very easy. Not only that, they don't even have to have a kill switch. They'll just kill the electric in your house. You go. You have to have a QR code to go to one of those charging stations. Hey, here we go. Nope. You get like you do in China where it turns yellow and starts flashing at you. Because you came within 10 feet. Because the government says you came between 10 feet of somebody infected with COVID. So you need to report to your COVID camp. Well, you will remain for 14 days. Why? How do they? Who, who said that you did? Can, could they not just make it up and said that, say that you came into contact with the person who had COVID? Absolutely. How do you know? Nobody knows. The hospitals are being overrun. Show me pictures. Everyone just assumes it's true. It's not true. It's being overrun with RSV, flu, COVID. Where? Show me the pics. Notice how there aren't any? Where were the pics of the full body trucks in New York? You notice you always heard about the body trucks in New York. Kind of making a point here. How do you know anything's true? You know what I did was just send my cameraman around to different hospitals and film. That's how we're being overrun with Delta. So I sent my guy around. Tampa, Port Charlotte, Fort Myers, Venice. I went to Inglewood. Not one. There wasn't even a person in the waiting room for the ER. Not one. Not one person with COVID. How do you know if any of, the, any of this stuff is true? They had to rely on that. Well, we, you know, we, what we're, we're, our, our machine somehow through contact tracing is showing that you came within 10 feet of a COVID-infected person. We're going to shut you down and you need to report. Isn't it strange that you're part of the political opposition? And you're the only ones going to the COVID camp? 
You're the only ones being in the United States right now. Navarro, Bannon, Alex Jones, Michael Flynn, Roger Stone, the only ones actually being politically prosecuted. And whenever a Democrat actually comes up like Michael Sussman, who runs Perkins Coie's FBI branch, the FBI has an office inside of Perkins Coie, and Michael Sussman runs that portion of the office, he gets charged with lying to the FBI and, and of course, gets exonerated because it's his buddies that charged him. Oh, it can't be that. It is that way. That's why you're not seeing anything from the Epstein list. It's all that way. Now, where on earth am I? Okay. Go to the next one for me, Will. We have Pelham video. All right. So we just got done with cabal climate. Now here's cabal medicine. Play it for me. We are advocating to think about this world of digital money as a global public good. When protocols are, are agreed, it, this public platform can connect different CBDCs. I mean, COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization, and it makes surveillance go under your skin. Just imagine the situation when everybody goes around all the time with some biometric bracelet. It's going to be the fourth industrial revolution, an all-consuming industrial revolution right across the board, the speed of change a thousand times faster than during the first industrial revolution and affecting uh, all services, all products, all countries, all industries and all people. It's going to lead to job destruction, so we've got to think about the jobs of the future and how we create them. It's going to lead to massive uh, technological change in the way we deliver uh, services. It's going to force governments to change their minds about how they operate. And all this has been set out by Klaus Schwab in the speech he made uh, in Abu Dhabi. And you see, the difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing. So you saw Yuval uh, Noah Harari speaking there. He said, COVID, I told you. These people aren't smart. They're just full of zeal. They're zealots. They're not smart. The devil is not smart. Think about how dumb you have to be to say, you know what? I'm going to be like the most high God. The one who created you. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. So God made Lucifer with his mouth, with his breath. Lucifer, and now the person who breathed you into existence, you're going to take over? They're not smart, they're just zealots. So he thinks, and, they, and, they're, and they're arrogant. Yavel Noah Harari believes lead advisor for the World Economic Forum, the bald little Poindexter devil, he believe, he's so arrogant that he believes he can say whatever he wants and there's no consequence. Listen to what he said. COVID, excel, quote, COVID accelerates the process of digitalization. Imagine, he says, being able to walk, walk around the planet with a biometric bracelet. So he actually said, remember, the World Economic Forum, along with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, in partnership with Pfizer, Moderna, and many other global entities, put together Event 201, where they were wargaming, tabletop exercising, uh, in response to COVID. Two months before anybody ever heard of COVID-19. So the point of it all was COVID accelerates what they want, which is world dominance, controlling you, subjugating you, submitting you, make they control all, you'll own nothing and be happy. They'll control all the products so you control the consumer. That's the point of it. And they used medicine, cabal medicine, quote, 
COVID accelerates the process of digitalization. Imagine walking around throughout the globe with a biometric bracelet. Using, using COVID-19 to usher in vaccine passports. But lo and behold, on that vaccine passport is included all of your biometric information, what's happening with your heart rate, what's happening in your bank account, what's happening with your passport, what's happening with all your charges, with all your expenditures, which can be shut off by somebody else other than you. That's the point. That's the point of it all from day one. Listen to this police officer. This is Queensland police. It's, again, global cabal. This is talking about, and right now we're talking about cabal medicine. Listen to the attitude of Queensland, Australia. Used to be a, you know, basically a Mick Dundee democracy. You know, standalone, rugged individualism, as Rush Limbaugh would say. Democracy. Listen to where, listen to the place that they have digressed to. Play for me. And, and we welcome that information. As, as I said before, if, if it's anybody out there that knows of someone that might be showing concerning behaviour around, you know, conspiracy theories, anti-government, anti-police, um, conspiracy theories around COVID-19 vaccination, as what we're seeing with the train family, we'd want to know that. We want to know about that. Uh, and you can either contact police directly or, or go through Crime Stoppers. The police want to know when you don't have what, as Justin Trudeau says, the police want to know when you have unacceptable views. And of course, they are the arbiters of what is unacceptable. Let me finish with this. Here's a pick from the Gateway Pundit. I just had to show you this. What are they hiding? January 6th committee sealed all important documents. I missed it by five years. Videos and documents. They want them sealed for 50 years. FBI wants Hunter Biden laptop investigation sealed for 66 years. Pfizer wants its vaccine development uh, documentation sealed, made confidential for 75 years. They have yet to release. It is now, is today the 6th? What is the date today? The January 5th. So two years ago, January 6th happened, the quote unquote insurrection with a bunch of unarmed people that actually lasted for two hours. That was their insurrection. With the only person being killed, one of the insurrectionists. Yet we still don't have 14,000 hours of video surveillance footage. Nothing. That has also been kept confidential, even from defense attorneys. So now the J6 committee, which is investigating the one investigating what happened on 1-6th, allegedly, of which none of that 14,000 hours worth of video uh, surveillance footage has been released yet to anybody. Why? We, nobody has any answers for. Christopher Ray won't answer one question about what the FBI's participation was in the crowd. He won't a- answer one. He won't, simple question given to Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray, did any FBI informant or asset in the crowd on 1-6 incite any sort of felonious violence? He refused to answer. Christopher Ray, here's another question. Did you have anybody inside of the Capitol prior to the doors being opened with MAGA outfits on? Refused to answer because it's a threat to the investigation, which is a bold-faced propagandist gaslit lie. How is that a threat to any investigation? Shouldn't those answers be, hey, Christopher Ray, did you have any FBI agents in the crowd inciting violence? Shouldn't the answer be, of course not. Did you have anybody inside the, uh, the Capitol with MAGA gear on, just waiting for them to open the door so they could join the crowd and instigate more violence? Shouldn't that be a, absolutely not, of course not. No, he just said I refused to answer. And now the 1-6 committee wants to classify all their information for 50 years? Why would that be exactly? Go to the next one for me. Rogan O'Hanley tweet. Breaking GOP House reps release bombshell report. Here's why. Here's why. 
Here's why. Reports showing Pelosi staff had regular meetings setting up January 6th security, help revise plans, and turn down requests from the United States, uh, United States CP, Capitol Police, of which there's 2,700 police stop. They are full, weird, isn't it? Seattle police can't find any cops. Detroit can't find any cops. But lo and behold, at the Capitol, they're fully staffed all the time. Strange, isn't it? Two and a half miles square, two, two and a half square miles, 2,700 cops. How many are in Seattle, the entire city of Seattle? 900. How many in the entire city of Detroit? 700. And they're vast swaths of land. But in the United States Capitol, with two miles, they had 2,700 cops, fully staffed. She could have 2,700 cops sitting there. Didn't do it. Request from the Capitol Police and the House Sergeant Arms for more funding and National Guard's troops. She turned it all down. Now it's proof. That's why they want their report kept confidential. Go to the next one for me. Alex Brucewitz tweet. On January 6th, Ray Epps texted his nephew. I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. <laughs> He's the only one that hasn't been arrested. Why is that? I mean, simply answer the question, Christopher Ray. Who is he to you? And let me just show you this last one. Tom Fitton tweet. Alleged Islamic extremist who attacked NYPD cops with a machete was on the FBI watch list. So once again, the FBI is so busy raiding Mar-a-Lago and arresting pro-life activists, singing how great thou art on a sidewalk outside of Planned Parenthood that they can't, they, they know once again Prior to the attack, they know the attacker and don't do a freaking thing. That's the FBI. That's who they are. Back here, Saturday night, 55 minutes of fury, short and sweet. Saturday night, 1030. Do not miss it. Love you all. I've got a plethora of videos that you haven't seen yet right after I get done our few little commercials that we run right after this. It'll just be a few seconds. Love you all. See you Saturday night, 1030. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing, the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible.